This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, pet lovers. This is Michelle Byrne, your host on Best Bets for Pets. We've been talking a little about different types of things for summer. And one of the things that is most important that we as pet lovers really need to know about and be aware of is how our pets are identified for them potentially getting lost during the summer. Because I think this happens more during summertime than any other time. My guest today is an expert in these areas and has a very cool modern approach to pet identification. It's nothing like you've ever seen before. It takes it definitely a step further. So we're going to talk to her, find out all about it. When we come back, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here, your host on Best Buds for Pets and Catitude. Ben and Jerry's has frozen treats for dogs. I know Nikki is going to love this. He loves a frozen treat. They have two different flavors. One is Punch's Mix, which is peanut butter and pretzel. And the other one is Rosie's Batch, which is pumpkin and mini cookies. You know, I kind of like both of those flavors too, but my absolute favorite is fish food. Anything Ben and Jerry's is always fabulous because the quality is so good and their mixes are so delicious. Be sure to check out more about these frozen dog desserts as well as pictures of all the caniners at the Ben and Jerry's Vermont office at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Lorian Clemens. She's the COO and co-founder of Pet Hub. Welcome, Lorian. Thank you so much. It's really great to be on the show, Michelle. I'm so honored to have you. I'm doing a whole little feature on different things for summer because I think that can help, you know, the pet owners. And one of the things that comes to mind is how many pets go missing during the summer. So you're the expert in this area because of your product, which we're going to get to in just a second. But what would you say the number is about how many pets go missing during the summer due to maybe lack of identification? Right. So it's a tough question. I don't know that there's a definitive answer. There's certainly no one statistic that people point to and say, you know, this is X number that go missing during this particular time. But I can talk just generally. So one in three pets go missing during their lifetime. That's that's after studies done by American Humane. And then the other statistic that holds true year after year, unfortunately, is about 10 million pets go missing every single year. So when you add up all those together, I mean, the chances of, of a pet in your life getting lost are, are pretty high. And then as you say, I mean, you're spot on. Summertime is a time where we have a, a higher incidence of pets getting separated from their families. And there's a lot of things that go into that. We could get into that later. But historically, July 5th is often the busiest day at shelters for getting lost pets home primarily because of what happened on July 4th. Not only do you have fireworks, which are a big thing for pet anxiety and, and creating a, situations where pets will bolt, 
But it's also a time where we're having big outdoor parties and lots of people in and out. And so that time of year, uh, July in particular, is really high incidence of pets getting lost. We actually at Pet Hub back in 2014, we started Lost Pet Prevention Month for the entire month of July. So we could have these conversations, just like what we're having with you today, about you know how do you, first and foremost, try to prevent your pet from getting lost in the first place, because obviously prevention is 100% effective of that. And then the other part is being prepared if your pet does go missing. And how can then you be ready to go find them as quickly as possible? So you're reducing the amount of time that that pet is lost. So this is a topic near and dear to my heart. I just want to mention something quick, because you mentioned about, you know, July and July 5th with 4th of July. And that totally makes sense. But even summer in general, there's you know, people are vacationing, your pet might be t- taken care of by a neighbor, your pet might be traveling with you, your pet, you know, there's so many of those kinds of things going on as well. Oh, yeah. And it's also kids are home from school. And, you know, I mean, like, I don't know about you, but my kiddo doesn't necessarily always remember to shut the door tightly before he comes in and out of the house. And, and, and you've got parties, a lot more outdoor parties that are happening, and people are visiting. And a lot of times that's when they take the family vacation, and people might be coming to visit you. That's the time of year when those type of things happen. So yeah, you're right. Summer is the time and, and it really kind of starts at the end of May through June, July, August uh, really is a high incidence of, of those out of the ordinary times where the pet getting lost is at a greater incidence. You know, I just wonder when you were saying about, you know, your kids shutting the door and this, I wonder if, how many times have you had, you know, somebody come over and they didn't mean to, but they're oh, hi and they have the door open and you want to say, no, come in, come in quickly because my dog's going to go dart out as soon as, you know, and, and that's happened to me yeah. more than I want to recall because one time was especially scary because, you know, you, some people live right off a of main street and it's just, oh, well, for us, it's our cat. So we have a cat that he actually, he hears the doorbell. He positions himself because he knows that that door is going to come open. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, that's definitely one of the dangers. And if you like, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, to kind of point towards Lost Pet Prevention Month, which is coming up in July. One of the things that we would, we love for people to be able to start to investigate is knowing your pet really well, knowing the pet, like, do you have a doggo that's likely to dart out the door as soon as it comes open? Do you have a cat that's going to wait for that opening where the door is open just a little bit longer than normal where they can j- jump out? That getting to know your pet and really understanding their personality and whether they're likely to go out and how they're likely to get out is really key. And that's one of the things that uh, if folks want to check out at lostpetprevention.com, they would be able to find information about that part of there. But I know we're here to talk about pet hub and identification. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about that. That's just a great idea. Let's go talk about some things about pet hub. Because, well, my first question is, you hear all over the place, make sure you know, your dog's chipped, your cat's chipped and all of that. But the thing and that's wonderful. One, not everybody can do that. But if you can, it's definitely great to do. But the thing that I have heard in the pet world is that sometimes people that find your pet don't know how to tell if your pet is chipped. Yeah, we talk about this a lot at Pet Hub. So first and foremost, we look at pet identification as a stool that you would want to sit on. And of course, if you're sitting on a stool, you want it to have a stable base. And folks that are relying just on a microchip are basically trying to sit on a stool that has one leg. It's not very stable. It's likely going to end up 
dumping you over on the floor. If you also have an ID tag that has a name and your phone number on it, that's another leg, but it's still not a very stable stool. So we recommend that Microchip absolutely is the ultimate safety net. And I, I'll talk in just a second about you know why there is also a problematic safety net. Then two, you want to have a, an external ID tag that clearly helps that pet get directly home to you. We recommend, of course, that it's a digital ID tag like pet hubs, um, because those are for a modern pet parent, it's simply the best way to go rather than having an old-fashioned ID tag that has your pet's name and your phone number engraved. There's many reasons why that doesn't work. And again, I'll talk about that in a second. But then also you want to have proof of ownership as that third stool leg. That's going to be a rabies tag. That's going to be a pet license. A lot of communities actually require pet licenses and people don't even know that. But at the end of the day, if your pet is missing and ends up at a shelter and there's any kind of question about ownership, having your pet licensed gives you that legal like, nope, that is my pet. It also comes into play when there's stolen pets and things like that. So pet licensing is a key part of that identification stool. And then if you really want to have a solid stool to sit on with pet identification, you look at other types of identification that you can associate with your pet. So do you have some sort of identification on the outside of their travel crate or on their a halter that maybe you use for hiking? Having a separate piece of identification on those things and not just on the collar are key. Do you have something in your wallet that identifies that your pet is home alone if you're in a car accident or otherwise incapacitated to let folks know, hey, I have a pet home alone and they need my help. So one of the tools that we have at Pet Hub is something called a ready kit, which has all those pieces of identification. So you are having the really solid stool. The only thing that's not in there is the microchip, which of course you can get from a shelter or a vet. Let's just talk a little bit about microchips. So you mentioned, yeah, that's a problem about the person that finds your pet, you're relying on them knowing first and foremost, that there's a microchip even possible in there. It's amazing how many people, particularly non-pet owners that don't even know about microchips. You're also relying that they're going to take them someplace to get scanned at, because they have time or what have you, or in some places, people are afraid of taking a pet in to get scanned at the shelter because they're worried about that pet then being you know, impounded and perhaps being put on some sort of a doggy death row, which is a myth, but that is still a fear that a lot of people have and that keeps them from taking them to the local shelter to get scanned. But the other thing that happens that a lot of people don't realize is that 50% or so, according to the uh, microchip industries, of microchips are not properly registered, have never been registered, or are way out of date, and they have old information that means that nobody can be reached. So half of the microchips that are out there are not valid in terms of actually getting that pet home. So that's another huge risk that's being taken. And then finally, microchips, there are multiple frequencies for microchips. There's about four in the United States. And unlike the EU and the European Union, where they have required all on the same frequency, in the United States, different companies can have different frequencies of microchip. And then some of the readers that are out there don't read all the frequencies. So you're relying on whoever found your pet, taking it into a vet or a shelter to get scanned. You're relying that you've remembered to keep up that information up to date and that it's properly been registered. And you're relying that the scanner that's used to scan your pet is a universal scanner or the scanner that will pick up the frequency of your particular pet's microchip. So it's a lot of things that you're relying on working and going well in order to get your pet home. It's why we don't recommend having microchips as your only identification. It's just a part. Statistically, it's from what you said, it's not that great. 
Yeah. If you do everything and you're perfect, even then it's still not. Even then it's not great. I mean, when we actually started Lost Pet Prevention Month in 2014, it was frankly because I was having conversations with people in the industry who said, yeah, but microchips are really taking care of that. Why do people need to get a digital ID? And it was a frustrating conversation because it's like, look, if microchips were this panacea for lost pets, then we wouldn't be having a conversation about lost pets. We wouldn't still be talking about the return to owner rates being, you know, depending on which statistics you're looking at, once they're in a shelter, it's less than 5% of cats and less than 20% of dogs make it home. If microchips were the answer to everything, then we wouldn't be having those kind of conversations and those wouldn't be the statistics and yet they are. Right. Let's take a break and then we're going to learn more about how Pet Hub works. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Byrne here. I want to tell you about Carlson Pet Products. They are a family-owned, budget-conscious company specializing in creating pet safety products to keep your pet happily protected from the puppy stage through the senior years. Carlson offers a variety of products such as pet pens, folded elevated beds, crates, and pet gates. Their portable pet pens are lightweight and foldable and have a carry bag for storage when you're on the go. I love traveling with my portable pet pen from Carlson. It's made traveling with Nikki so much easier. I've used my portable pet pen at home, again, traveling, or even when I'm doing a short road trip. They're also ideal to use at home, traveling, or simply headed to the park down the street. The portable pet pens come in two sizes, six panel or eight panel, and they give your pet ample room to move around. Plus, you can add an attachable canopy to create a shaded outdoor oasis for your pet. Visit CarlsonPetProducts.com to get 25% off your order, plus free shipping using the promo code PETLIFE. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Lorian Clemens, the co founder and CEO of Pet Hub. Some really interesting stuff about pet loss and July Pet Loss Prevention Month. So, Lorian, how does Pet Hub work? Ah, I love that question. So, Pet Hub at its core is a data platform for information about your pet for so that you can easily manage your pet's life. And one of the key parts about managing your pet's life is helping them get home should they get lost. So most people come into our website through our digital ID tags. Most of the tags that we have out there have a QR code and a web address on the tag. We also have uh, brand new tags out that are NFC based, which is near field communication. So you come to our website, you create a free online profile for your pet. It holds a wide variety of data points. All of these data points are things that can be used to help your pet get home and to help them in a crisis situation. So unlimited emergency contacts, we call it the safety circle. It's you, your significant other, maybe your adult children, your neighbors, your veterinarian, your pet sitter, your groomer, you name it. They can go on that safety circle list. You can update that safety circle list anytime, anyplace, anywhere for free. If you're going on vacation, you just simply move the current pet sitter up to the top of the list and that will be the first person contacted. Then it also links to vaccination records. So imagine that your pet gets lost. It gets taken to the shelter because they can't get a hold of you for one reason or another. The shelter now has a vaccination record as well. So that a lot of times can be a lifesaver for them. And it also 
keep them out of quarantine situations, which are highly stressful for pets because they know, oh, great, they're up to date with their Bordetella, up to date with their rabies, et cetera. But it can also hold behavior information, dietary information, as well as detailed information about the look of the dog. So what kind of coat, what kind of tail, what kind of ear, which are all the critical pieces of identification, particularly if you had a pet that's been missing for a while, um, you want to have all those things together so that, that the people that are helping that pet get home can help them get home quickly. So all of this links to this free online profile where you register the tag. We do have some optional services that are, that are really awesome, which are a couple dollars a month extra. So for example, if your pet goes missing and somebody finds them and scans the tag, if you are a premium member at Pet Hub, we actually capture the GPSs from the smartphone and then we'll send everybody on the safety circle a GPS map of where the pet was found, which is super helpful when you're trying to pinpoint getting that pet home. Another great feature of our premium stuff is when a pet goes missing, you can create a missing pet alert. And we send out a 50 mile radius alert of virtual lost pet posters to all the shelters, rescues, and other pet care facilities that are in a 50 mile radius. The places that are most likely to have lost pets brought to them so that if you have a collar that's fallen off, you still have a really great safety net there with a lost pet poster that's been sent virtually to all of these places. And then the final thing that's that our premium members get is we have a really great new program actually called Perks and Rewards, where you're getting discounts and freebies from highly, really great resources in the industry. So pet food, nutrition things, training, grooming, all kinds of different things that you can get really great discounts and freebies from just by being a pet hub member. Okay, I have some questions for you. Yeah. What if someone finds your dog, tag is there, how do they know from the tag that they should go to the website? Is it all the information on the back and very easy to understand? Yep. So that's a great question. So our tags have three ways that the pet can get home. So first and foremost, there's the QR code, which, you know, when we first started 10 years ago, hardly anybody heard of QR codes and they were like, what is that black squiggly thing on that tag? But nowadays, especially with COVID, frankly, and people are using QR codes everywhere for quick access to online information. It's more of an understood thing of, oh, I need to scan that with my smartphone. So the QR code can be quickly scanned. It instantly accesses the pet's information there and can facilitate that pet getting home. The other thing that all of our tags have on them is a, a website where with the tags ID clearly stated there. So if you want to access it through, you know, going to a web browser on your phone, or even if you are needing to take the pet home and, and accessing on a desktop or a laptop, you can just put the website in and then put the pet's ID in there. But then we know that there are a lot of people that, hey, gosh, I don't want to have to do all that interfacing with the website. I just want to call somebody and then they help me get the pet at home. So every single tag has a toll-free, 24-7, human-operated, found pet call center phone number on it. We have real humans available around the clock to help that pet get home. And we will facilitate that reunification with the pet parent. That is great because you cover the people that are just a little techie and you cover the population that does not do anything virtual with internet or anything like right. that. There's not yeah. that many of them, but there's still, there's some people there that would be much more comfortable just calling. It's great. To date, since uh, we started in 2010, we've gotten over 25,000 pets home. And a significant chunk of them do get home through our call center. Now, more get home through what we call our self-serve channels, which is using either accessing the QR or through the website. But a lot of people do. They want to just pick up the phone and have somebody else take care of it for them. And that's fine. We're happy to do that. And that's actually a free service. There's no fee involved with that. Once you have the ID tag activated, that call center is 100% free. 
You know what else I love is the shelter feature because say your dog gets picked up by animal control or, you know, gets brought to the shelter or so forth. I don't know. There's a lot of different types of shelters out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am hoping most of them will look on the tag and follow through with everything. But sometimes that doesn't happen. So your shelter feature would let the owner know that, hey, your dog's at this shelter, that shelter. I mean, because most likely if they're lost and they're not at someone's home, they're going to be brought to a shelter. Yeah. And when somebody files a missing pet report on pethub.com, those virtual lost pet posters are sent to the shelters. And depending on the system at the shelter, they either, a lot of times they'll actually review those when they're, they get a new intake, they'll go and review things that they've gotten from into their lost pet line. Uh, And in other cases, they didn't even realize that they had a lost pet until they get the notification and be like, wait, we have that dog back in the cages back in the back. So it's, it is a great feature. But the other thing is the pet parent that's filing the missing pet report and sitting at all those virtual lost pet posters is also then getting a list of the local shelters and their contact information so that they can contact them directly and say, Hey, I'm looking for my dog. So it is a great feature. And uh, it's one of uh, the features that has helped tons of pets get home. Okay. So Let's start from the beginning and say someone's listening and saying, hey, you know what? I need to get this for my dog. And you have them for cats as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do they get started? The best way to get started, unless you live in a community that gets the pet licenses from Pet Hub, because over 600 communities in the United States actually use Pet Hub ID tags for pet licenses. But the other way that you can do it is just go to pethub.com, go to our shop and get one of our ID products. It's that easy. And then boom, you're started. Boom, you're started. Yep. Okay. Does Pet Hub, I don't know what other animals besides dog or cats, but <laughs> other animals, I mean, that's mostly what comes to mind, but. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's the majority. So like 90% of the pets that we have on the site are dogs and and we have a really healthy, I think about another 8% are cats. You know, cats don't always like to wear collars, but those that do do great with our tag. We actually get a lot of cats home. So we know that they like to wander, but we have all kinds of animals on our site. Uh, One of our favorite stories is about a tortoise named Bowser. Oh yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this is several years ago. We, our call center contacted us and they said, Hey, we just got a call about a turtle. And, and so we, we looked into deeper and they said, we, we just got that, what we think is a turtle home. And so I looked at the profile that was, it was linked to, and sure enough, it was a tortoise, a sulcata tortoise in Arizona. And the tortoise's name was Bowser. And so my marketing team was like, hold up, we have to get this story. <laughs> and so we contacted the, the pet parent and sure enough, Bowser, his um, canine brother brethren and the house had gotten pet hub tags. And then they liked those so much for their dogs. They thought, you know what, let's get one of these and epoxy it to Bowser's shell because apparently Bowser was a breakout artist. I mean, his whole thing was to burrow underneath the fence or even break the fence and get out. And he would unfortunately do it in the middle of the night or what have you. And they wouldn't know he was gone until four or five hours later and would get blocks and blocks away. And so we got Bowser home that first time. And then over the next couple of years, we've gotten a Bowser home a couple more times. So he's a frequent flyer. Uh, we have several of those where they they get out a lot. And uh, it's really funny. But we also have goats, 
horses, pigs, uh, you name it, pretty much anything that can wear a collar or a halter has had our tags on them. We even have a couple of um, rats that are used in an educational support animal setting for educational purposes. And the woman who does that program with students in schools has these little cute little halters that are on her rats that she brings in and they all have pet hub tags on them. So that's probably the most unusual uh, one that we have. Well, you know, I asked the question and I got kind of surprising answers, but I'm, <laughs> that's so interesting, especially about Bowser. So interesting. I'm so glad you guys came up with this. This is such a great idea for pets to, you know, ensure that they come back. I mean, it's everybody's worst nightmare that your pet's gone and how are you going to find them or her, you know? It's been a joy to do this journey. And I, and I will say that, you know, when you start up with an idea, you're like, gosh, is this going to work? And uh, after you know, we got our very first pet home late 2011, it was almost Christmas Eve and um, it was a uh, dog named Bella. And outside of Memphis. And I remember we were ecstatic that, oh my gosh, it works. And, you know, since then, like I mentioned, 25,000 pets, more than that have been uh, reunited with pet up tags. And when we looked at our statistics after a few years, we found that 96% of the pets that we were getting home were home in 24 hours or less. And so when you compare that to national statistics and, you know, stories of microchips getting pets home months and even years later, getting your pet home in less than a day, what great peace of mind that is. And that's, that's probably the thing we're most proud of. Well, congratulations on developing a product that is just phenomenal. And thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets and sharing um, your wealth of knowledge. And let me just um, ask again, people can go to pethub.com to- yes get a tag, register, find out more information. Yes, that's right. Pethub.com. P-E-T-H-U-B.com. Okay, wonderful. And for everybody listening, if you're driving, whatever, that will also be on the episode page at PetLifeRadio.com. Lorian, thank you so much for coming on Best Pets for Pets and telling us all about Pet Hub. Thank you, Michelle. It's been my pleasure. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this show. There was some great information Lorian shared about Pet Hub. Please check it out, pethub.com. I'd like to thank my crew for being not escape artists, and that would be Nikki and Sammy, Jethro, Charlotte, Molly, and Dennis. But the majority of those are indoor cats, so they're less likely to escape. But I have had over the years uh, situations where and this was way before Pet Hub was developed that I would have loved to have Pet Hub. So please check it out. And a special thank you to Lorian from Pet Hub for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. And thank you so much to all of you listening to Best Bets for Pets over the years. Any questions, comments? please uh, send me an email, michelle at petliferadio.com. And hey, keep listening. You never know what we're going to have coming up next. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on petliferadio.com.